Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week, Monday, the 22nd of August, 2022. Daniel Pettigrew with you, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 the phone number, or 457 736-736 if you want to send a text in the show. All yours this morning to reflect on a huge weekend of sport. Some interesting results in the NRL. And I think this is the weekend where the contenders pulled away from the pretenders a bit. We'll get on to that in a moment or two. Good, interesting first weekend of the NRLW as well. The AFL went down to the last seconds in terms of who was going to make the top eight. That finals, top eight done and dusted now, and they've already released the schedule for week one of the finals in a couple of weeks' time. We'll tell you about that. And some interesting results over the weekend and overnight in the English Premier League with one huge game still to come this time tomorrow morning. So we'll be across all of that. But want to hear from you this morning, one 1170 or 0457 736 It is one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Get one that's steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a Rheem. We will have a look back in just a second at the round of the National Rugby League and have a look at all the matches. But I want your thoughts, and it's a pretty easy question to start off this round or this week of Tradies news. The Panthers obviously won on Thursday night, 26-22 over the Rabdos, but some other teams in that top eight currently really stood up over the course of the weekend. Now, admittedly, some of them had easier games on paper than others, but the ones you expected to stand up did. So I think there's probably five or six teams that can realistically win the competition this year. Penrith, still my favourites, but some of the other teams which will go through in our review in a second, definitely potentially could cause some issues along the way. So on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, who are the biggest challenges to the Penrith Panthers this year in the NRL? If you've got Penrith as favourite, who are the biggest challenges? Who are the biggest rivals to spoil Penrith going back to back? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 And if you don't even have Penrith in your grand final, who do you have in your grand final? I spoke to a friend of mine the other night who believes Penrith will get beaten in the preliminary final, no matter who they play, which is a big call because they can play anyone. Um, 0457 736 736 1-300-01-1170. Who are the biggest threats to the Penrith Panthers going back-to-back? And if you don't have Penrith in your grand final, who is in your grand final? The biggest threats to the Penrith Panthers and why? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Plus your reaction to the weekend in not just NRL, but in sport. Happy to hear from you. Show all yours this morning. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. The biggest threats to the Penrith Panthers. Now let's have a look back at round 23 
of the National Rugby League. We talked about this match on Thursday morning, Pat. There's 26 over the Rabbitohs, 22, as we said on Friday morning, uh, Thursday night match. Uh, good win for the Penrith Panthers. They did well. Souths, I wouldn't be ruling them out. These two are definitely contenders in my eyes still, although I think uh, having spoken and having watched a lot of the other teams throughout the weekend, I know they were playing Penrith, but Penrith were under strength. Do you think South Sydney probably need to just fix up a few key little areas of their game? But it's not much. And if Latrell Mitchell is firing, it's going to be a very, very hard to beat South Sydney. But South Sydney have a really hard couple of weeks. They've got the Cowboys this weekend, and they finish with the Roosters. So they're not guaranteed a top eight spot just yet. They, they, they should be there, but you never know. We'll get to that in a second. The other games across the weekend, another contender for my, in my eyes, Cowboys 48 over the New Zealand Warriors 4. The Cowboys last week, we know they struggled against a pretty good Roosters side, but there are a lot of factors into that. Um, what I'm going to be very interested in seeing coming up this weekend is that Cowboys-Souths game which is going to be on Saturday night at 7.30. That is in Sydney. Now, we saw what happened a fortnight ago against the Roosters for the Cowboys. They will really need to win this game and then win their final game to guarantee themselves a home semifinal. Because if they are to finish third or fourth, they'll either be playing the Sharks more than likely or potentially Melbourne in Melbourne or Penrith. Um, there are a few. We don't know who and how the top four is going to look other than Penrith are going to be first. So I think it's very important for the Cowboys to get a home semi-final, get a home week one final. Um, they're not going to be able to, at some stage, they're going to have to play if they go that far. At some stage, they're going to have to play in Sydney at some stage during the final series. One would expect, or at least outside of Queensland. But it is such a big factor, that home ground advantage for the Cowboys. In saying that, they were playing a Warriors side that, although we're very good against the Bulldogs in New Zealand, no chance of making the finals clocked off, but... The Cowboys, in my eyes, definitely a contender, but I would still like to see how they perform over the next couple of weeks. In particular, well, they've got two hard matches. They've got South Sydney and Sydney, and then they finish off with Penrith up in North Queensland. So we'll know probably by when the finals roll around where the Cowboys actually are at. But in my eyes, they are a contender. Now, uh, Storm 60 over the Brisbane Broncos 12. Now, we know the Broncos didn't have a good record coming into this game against the Melbourne Storm. We now know why. Melbourne were very good. And I remember about a month ago, me and uh, Charlie Goodsell were having a chat on air. And, and just the general consensus in the rugby league world was that maybe the Melbourne Storm were done this year. A few injuries, no Ryan Pappenhausen for the rest of the year. But they were impressive. They were, they were scarily impressive on Friday night against the Brisbane Broncos who I think have done an amazing job this year and they're still in the top eight. Um, they may well still be in the top eight in a couple of weeks' time as we go into the final series. But I just wonder if their season has peaked. And for all our Brisbane listeners listening through SCNQ693, all you Broncos fans, get on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and maybe you can argue that point with me. But look, they've had a very good year. Um, and again, they're very capable of beating a side on their day. But... I think just over the past few weeks, we've seen them start to struggle. And to get 60 points put on you when you're currently in the top eight as well, not a really good look. And I don't know, Brisbane fans, maybe you can tell me on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. How do you turn that around? 
Got a very hard game this weekend on Thursday night in just a few nights' time against the Parramatta Eels, and that is going to be a huge game in the context of the top eight as well, in particular for the Broncos. How do you turn it around? Can you see the Broncos turning it around? And are Melbourne the biggest threats to Penrith? I still think they probably are if they play like they did the other night. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Are the Storm the biggest threats to the Brisbane uh, to the Penrith Panthers this year after that win over the Brisbane Broncos? Saturday, the Eels 42 over the Bulldogs 6. This was an important win for the Parramatta Eels as well, not just in terms of the place on the ladder, which is obviously very important, but the Bulldogs beat them earlier on in the year. And we saw how the Parramatta Eels played against the Manly Sea Eagles um, when Mitch Moses was out and looked very good. But then we saw them against South Sydney 26-0 last week. So it was important they bounced back, and they did. The Bulldogs, they would be pretty disappointed with the result. Um, whilst they've had a good middle part of the year, the past couple of weeks against the Warriors and then against Parramatta, not so good. So, yeah, they'll be disappointed with that. But Parramatta, again, showing on their day they are capable of beating anyone. My Still my question mark on Parramatta. In, I think they could easily be the biggest threat in a one-off game against Penrith and Melbourne. I just don't know if they can string three or four wins in a row. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll prove everyone wrong. But I think that's everyone's question mark at the moment over the Parramatta Reels. Can they continue that run? Um, and do that in a final series. Again, we're going to find out. It's amazing looking at the teams in and around that top eight, apart from the Sharks and the Raiders, really, and their runs home um, in the next couple of weeks. But the Eels in the next couple of weeks. So I've got Brisbane, as I mentioned. Then they finish off with a Thursday night in Sydney against the Melbourne Storm. So we'll probably know where Parramatta are at going into the finals as well. But a good win, 42 points to six. Uh, Sharks, 40 over the Manly Sea Eagle Six. Really disappointed. Good win for the Sharks, but have it Manly over the past month fall into a heap, really. Um, Sharks, my only question, and I think the Sharks are a contender, my only, I suppose, question mark for the Sharks is they um, have a fairly, well, they're the only side, I believe, in the top eight who don't play another current top eight team in the run home to the finals. Now, that may well be a good thing, but I would say, um, and their place in the top eight, guaranteed, looking likely, very likely top four as well. Um, I would say it would be nice to have a harder game going in to the finals. But they play the Bulldogs next week, and then their final round is against the Knights. Now, both of those teams are capable of testing top teams, but you'd expect the Sharks to win both of those games. And if you look at the ladder, and I'll go through that ladder, that would get them onto 38 points and more than likely into second position unless the Cowboys can win both of their games too. So the Sharks, not many people talking about them at the moment, but doing what they need to do, 40 points to six. Now, SCG Saturday night, Roosters 72 over the West Tigers six. I was out at the SCG, final game at the SCG, about 14,500 there watching that game. And it really very, very quickly turned into a bit of a training run for the Roosters. It was only 6-0 for quite a period of time. I think it was about 20, 25 minutes into that first half before the Roosters started to run away with it. And 72 points. Um, let's start with the Roosters. Are they a real premiership threat? 
They have the Storm and Souths in the next couple of weeks. They're currently sitting in sixth position. They're not actually guaranteed a finals position, even after that win. Even after scoring 72 points. They've still got to win at least one of their next two matches to guarantee themselves a final spot. Um, but if they are there, they're going to be hard to beat as well. More than likely, though, going to finish in that bottom half of the top eight. And as we know, it is very hard to win a competition from outside the top four. Is this the year, 0457, 736, 736, or 1300, 0111, 70, is this the year that a team from outside of the top four wins the competition? When you look at who's sitting outside of the top four, and we'll go through that in a second, there's some real big chances if they play their best footy. Can you see a team from outside the top four winning it this year? 0457, 736, 736. They were, they were very good, the Roosters. Very good. Their opposition, though, were not very good at all. And the six points came from an intercept to Brent Naden with about 10 or 15 minutes to go. Um, and that was about the only thing they had to celebrate. As I said, that second half, really, nearly every time the Roosters touched the ball, they went in to score a try. Um, that's the easy game for the Roosters done and dusted. And if you are a Tigers fan, how are you feeling? I mean, you, you weren't going to make, clearly weren't going to make the finals, but to still have 72 points put on you in 80 minutes of football against one of the better sides in the competition, no doubt, but that really is disappointing uh, if you're a Tigers fan. Uh, 0457 736 736. Uh, yesterday, Dragons 46 over the Titans 26. Good win for the Dragons. They bounced back from that loss to the Raiders. They're mathematically probably a chance of making the top eight, but that's about it. Uh, the Titans, they'd be disappointed with that. They were very good last week against Manly. Maybe this shows where Manly is at, but not to, especially when the Dragons got to play a send-off, not to win that game. They're in it for a long period of time, but in the end, the Dragons, too good. And this last game to finish off round 23 of the NRL, and we'll listen to the highlights of this as we head to a break. Raiders 28 over the Newcastle Knights 22. Now, the, Ra the Knights were leading 22 points to eight at half time, and you thought, there was an upset on the cards. The Raiders were not very convincing in that first half. And then, really, it was just the opening 10 or 15 minutes of that second half where the Knights, well, the Raiders played decent footy, but the Knights went to sleep. There were mistakes, kicks out on the full. I don't know what happened at half time, um, But the Knights, very good first half, pretty disappointing second half. And the Raiders managed to keep their top eight hopes alive again. As I said last week against the Dragons, far from convincing, but they are managing to win their games. And if you look at who the Raiders have over the next couple of weeks, they have Manly uh, in Canberra next Saturday afternoon or this Saturday afternoon, and they finish off with the Tigers, albeit at Leichhardt Oval, in the final Sunday The la is actually the last game of the regular season. So it may well, if the Raiders can get up this week against Manly, may well come down to that final game of the year between the Tigers and the Raiders to see if the Raiders can get into the top eight in a fortnight's time. Um, look, the Raiders, a good performance, but still far from convinced. The Knights, they'd be disappointed. Uh, they were the better team in that first half. And I'm sure fans of South Sydney, the Roosters, the Broncos, to a lesser extent, Parramatta would have been very, very happy if the Knights had got up. They were very comfortable at halftime, but in the end, the Raiders, too good. So the ladder, after 23 rounds of the National Rugby League, the Panthers, they have the minor premiership 
secured on 40 points. Cowboys sit in second position on 34. That is on four and against, but their four and against is a lot better than the Sharks that are on 34 points as well. But as we know, the Sharks have an easier run home than the Cowboys. Now, the Storm round out the top four at the moment. They are on 32 points. Just outside of that top four on 30 points in fifth position is the Parramatta Eels. They, 30 points, will, will, well, should at least, should be enough to get them through to the finals. The only but to that, I suppose, is if they are to lose their next two games, their for and against is only plus 64. So it's not the best for and against in the top eight. In fact, it's the second worst for and against in the top eight. Only the Broncos have a worse for and against of a plus 21. So although 30 points will probably be enough to get Parramatta to the top eight, they would probably like to win one more game just to secure themselves a place. And also, if they aren't going to make the top four, which they could still make, but if they aren't, they'd love to finish fifth or sixth and get themselves a home semi-final at Combank Stadium in week one of the final. So they're fifth on 30 points anyway. The Roosters currently sit in sixth position on 28 points. South Sydney in seventh on 28 points. And the Broncos in eighth on 28 points. Out of those three teams, the Roosters have the best for and against uh, with plus 187. South Sydney plus 130. Now the Raiders are just outside of that top eight on 26 points. But as I was saying last week, because of their for and against is minus 25, they're still technically two wins off that top eight. Uh, the worst for and against, as I say, in the top eight is the Broncos plus 21. That got a hit last uh, week on Friday. But the Raiders really just need to win those last two games and hope one of the Roosters, Rabbitohs and Broncos slip up. And it is quite possible that one of them will because the Roosters and the Rabbitohs meet in the last round of the competition. So if one of those or both of those sides lose this weekend and then lose to each other, and the Broncos win one of their games, the Raiders win both of their games, they, would be, they wouldn't be making the top eight. So the Roosters and the Rabbitohs not secured yet in that top eight. Either, though, are the Broncos. And then there's back page of the Courier-Mail this morning as well. We'll get to some of the news of the day. Um, so the Raiders are 26, and then uh, the, the rest of the teams outside of the top eight contention. Dragons on 22, Manly on 20, Bulldogs, Warriors, Knights all on 14, Titans on 10, and the Tigers on 10. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 So who are the biggest threats to Penrith Panthers, the Penrith Panthers going back-to-back? Is it the Melbourne Storm? Is it the Roosters? South Sydney? Cowboys? Sharks? Who who do you have there? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your reaction to the weekend of footy. Now, if you're a fan of the Tigers, Manly, how are you feeling at the moment? And Brisbane fans, how do you keep yourself going and how do you turn that around? Currently sitting in eighth position after losing by 60 points to the Melbourne Storm and having to play in just 72, just over 72 hours' time on Thursday night. 0457 736 736 1300 01 1170 or anything else from the weekend of Rugby League. After this, we'll have a look at what else has been happening in the world of sport. As we go to a break, let's have a listen to the highlights of yesterday's win. The Raiders 28 over the Knights 22. Then back with your texts, your calls and much more. It's 19 past five. Now Milford across field shows it. Now it comes to Hoy. Hoy then gives the pass on the outside to Lee. And Lee for the corner, they're in. The Newcastle Knights, Serene Edrick Lee scores the try. He got the pass from the debutante, Mapalangi. 
And it's 4-0. Newcastle over the Canberra Raiders with a kick to come. Now Fogarty gives it there to White. White and then ball on the outside to Chris. Chris gets one-on-one with Gagai, who can't make the tackle. And Sebastian Chris scores the try. That was too easy. Well, Dane Gagai's a better player than that. But that was a poor one-on-one miss. And the Raiders are in. Four-all with a kick to come. Nice tackle. Papa Lee, he drops him. Five out. Braley. Goes at Crossfield, links it with Milford Hoy. Here's a chance, Gagai, young for the corner, try Newcastle. They had too many numbers. It was the offload that started it. And Dominic Young scores the try for Newcastle. 8-4 with a kick to come. Crossland gives it to Milford. Milford to Gagai. Gagai accelerates away from Chris into open space. Young is there and Young will score. Well, Dane Gagai let one in the other end of the field. This time he gets one back on Sebastian Chris to get his winger over in the corner. The Knights extend their lead, 12-4 with a kick to come. Dominic Young, a double. Clemmer makes the tackle. Braley goes in around the legs to stop the momentum. It is the last tackle, nine out from the line. Starling then gives it to, El- to Elliot. Elliot to Fogarty. Fogarty now through the hands oh, for the corner. Goes Rappanar try. Well. There was a pass or two that was flat at best, but Rappanar, they had the hands. Tomoko, quick hands to Rappanar, who scores in the corner. And another winger has got a try. Last tackle, crossfield kick to the winger. Edrick, who leaps high, turns around and scores over the top of Jordan Rappanar. Edrick Lee, all nine foot four of him. And with the arms, he makes him even taller. Just stuck them up there, grabbed the footy. Try. 20 seconds till half time. Milford. Now here's a chance. Texoy into open space goes Croker. Support on the inside from Braley. And there's a try right on half time. Braley ducks under two to score for Newcastle with 11 seconds left on the clock. What a time to score. 20 points to eight with a kick to come. There's the siren in the background. The Raiders just opened up again. The Raiders 20 out. High kick coming from. Fogarty taken out of nowhere by Sebastian Chris. Wow. He's done an Edric Lee on the Newcastle Knights. He came from nowhere and took it miles above his head and scores the try. They needed that Canberra. Starting at acting half, grab a kick into the in-goal area, off the shoulder of Hoy. Try. I think that's been forced by Young. I reckon they've scored the try here, the Canberra Raiders. Hoy fell over as he went and knocked the ball over the dead ball line, and the referees awarded the try. Papa Lee, straight up the middle. He's over the halfway line. Where's the support? That's his front row forward, Tarpanay. Tarpanay ducks under a tackle from Milford. Basketball pass over the top. Bounces nice for Whiten. Pushes away from Milford, and there's the try for the Canberra Raiders. Josh Papali'i to Joseph Tarpanay. The bounce of the ball for Jack Whiten. They declined to take a drop goal the other end, Newcastle, and they may have paid the ultimate price. Canberra 26, the Knights 22. 27 at past 50457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. It's our Makita Power Play this morning. Uh, this season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors, asking you if. Panthers uh, don't win it. Who are the biggest threats to the Penrith Panthers after the weekend of football? Who is your who rugby league? Who are your contenders? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. This one from the Oval Treeman saying hi, Dan. 
I think the current grand finalists will come from the current top four. Panthers, Cowboys, Sharks or Storm. The other five still in the running effectively have do or die matches in the last two rounds and then come from outside the top four. That is going to be a tough ask. So my bold prediction is a Panthers and Storm Cran final. That one from the Yeovil trim. And I also did see your other message. I'll, I'll get back to you on that one, uh, Yeovil. But yes, I agree. Well, it is going to be hard. The four, well, the five other teams outside of that top four. Now, the top four in itself, not completely set in stone. Obviously, the Panthers are there. The Sharks with their draw, you'd think, will be there. The Cowboys should be there. The Storm are the only team realistically, that could probably slip out of that top four. And they've, look, they've got a couple of hard matches as well. They've got the Roosters this Friday night in Melbourne, and then they play Parramatta in Sydney. So those two matches not guaranteed for the Melbourne Storm either. So that fourth position probably still up for grabs uh, with all those teams really um, that are below the Storm in contention to get that fourth position. It is a very weird situation. You'd have at the moment, uh, if you look at the ladder, just quickly, I ran through it beforehand. Look, the Storm definitely favourite to get that fourth position sitting on 32 points. But uh, the Eels win both of their matches and the Storm lose one. They'll get there. And, of course, the Eels play the Storm as well uh, in the final round of the competition. The Roosters, if they're to beat um, the Storm and then also to beat the Rabbitohs, they probably wouldn't get there on four and against, but they'd give it a push. Um, and the other two probably definitely not on four and against. The Storm... Whilst they are sitting in fourth at the moment, they have the Eels and, to a lesser extent, the Roosters potentially uh, potentially out to get them. But you'd say uh, the Storm would be able to win at least one of their final two matches and wrap up that top four position. And as you say, Yeovil Treatment, the teams outside of the top four um, are basically dual-die matches, uh, at least for the next week. I would say if the Rabbitohs and the Roosters do win this weekend, their respective matches, they're basically cemented in that top um Eight. So a lot will depend on what happens this weekend as well. But always, always very hard for a team outside of that top four to go on to win the competition. Your thoughts, is this the year that a team from outside of the top four can win the competition? Or do you believe it will be one of those current top four teams? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Also for you this morning, on the back of those, a lot of high scores uh, over the course of the weekend. Want to know the best team performance you've ever seen in a rugby league game? And you can throw in the best individual performance as well. 0457 736 736. The Storm put 60 on the Broncos. The Roosters 72 uh, on the Tigers. The Sharks racked up a score as well. So what's the best team or individual performance you've seen whilst you've been watching Rugby League, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Who stood up in a match that you can remember? What's a standout match you can remember from your team, an individual player? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Was it one of the ones this weekend? Um, the Roosters, maybe. 72, Melbourne, 60. Now, uh, across the weekend, more... Uh, sport to look at and we'll start with the NRLW actually and that got underway and it's very open competition this year uh, and some surprise results the Roosters who are the reigning premiers from earlier on this year they defeated the Eels 38 points to 16 that was on Saturday at Combank the Eels fought back at one point I think it was 12-10 at one point before the Roosters ran away with it the Dragons 26 over the Gold Coast Titans 12 and that was yesterday and last night now this is a bit of a surprising one uh, although there has been some player movement. But the Knights, 32 over the Brisbane Broncos, 14. Now, we know how dominant 
the Brisbane Broncos have been in the NRLW over the opening four or five seasons of the competition. But the Knights signed a couple of new players um, and very impressive in that game last night. Uh, that was after the NRL against the Brisbane Broncos. So um, very open competition this year. And, of course, uh, we've five, got five rounds, so four more to come before the finals. And next weekend, Broncos-Roosters at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday afternoon, followed by Eels-Dragons at Combank on Sunday, and then Titans-Knights at Seabus Super Stadium on Sunday night. So that's the way the NRLW looks after round one. So entertaining matches. Now, uh, at 27.5 to 6, just some other scores before we look at some of the news of the day. The AFL has finished uh, their regular season, and they have a week off leading into the finals. I'm not sure how well liked that is by the fans or the players. The NRL... I don't I don't know if the NRL would ever consider it. I do sometimes think I understand probably it's to give the players a bit of a break and freshen up and look I get that. But I I've had this argument and it's ever since the NFL brought the, brought it in um 5 or 6 years ago might even be a bit longer now that if you're a top team um you've played this weekend, you don't play next weekend, you play the weekend after you win that game if you're in the top 4, then you don't play again the week after and all of a sudden it's the preliminary final. So you're playing two matches in the space of, what, a month? Um, I sometimes think that can – I know it's good. It's very good for injuries and suspensions. Well, not suspensions, but injuries. But to be only playing two games in a month or just under a month of footy, I think sometimes that can stop momentum, especially for teams – if you equate it to the NRL – um, teams that are on a roll heading into the final series, like well, at the moment, probably like a Roosters at the moment, uh, the Storm are starting to play good footy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not a big deal. Um, and I don't know, to be fair, the stats behind it, how many top four teams haven't gone on to win the competition in the AFL. But yeah, to me, it just seems like a bit of a momentum killer. I read over the weekend they're going to review it. Would you like to see it in the NRL? Would you like to have round 25 and then a weekend off to get the players refreshed for the finals? No four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, I'm not against it. I just don't know if I like it either. No four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Would you like to copy the AFL and have that week off between round twenty five and the finals? Uh, now over the weekend in the AFL, uh, Melbourne one hundred and fifteen over Brisbane fifty seven. We had Fremantle eighty nine over the GWS Giants, 69. Uh, Suns, Gold Coast Suns, 114 over North Melbourne, 47. Geelong Cats, 131 over the West Coast Eagles, 46. It's a big win. Um, Essendon went down to Richmond. Richmond, 141, as I said, over Essendon, 75. Port Adelaide, 111 over the Adelaide Crows, 55. So well done to Port Adelaide. Then yesterday... So if you, if you weren't across what was happening in the AFL yesterday, uh, it went down to the last day. Uh, a few teams were in contention with the top eight. Uh, in on the Before the day started, Carlton were in eighth position. The Western Bulldogs were looking to get into eighth position. St Kilda had a bit of a hope when they played the Sydney Swans, but with the least likely, they would have to have a lot of results go their way. Well, the Western Bulldogs beat Hawthorne 87-64 yesterday. Um, and then at the MCG, and I was flicking between this and also the NRL yesterday, an amazing game. And look, I, I don't watch AFL every week. I watch it casually and I flick over to it. Um, but obviously my preferred sport, NRL. But this was hard to switch off 
This was very, very hard to switch off. Absolutely fantastic a match. Collingwood, 75 over Carlton, 74. Now, Carlton were leading with about 20 points, uh, with about probably only about seven or eight minutes remaining, and then Collingwood a few goals, and 75-74, which means Carlton out of the top eight in the most heartbreaking of fashion. Haven't made the top eight, I think I heard, since 2013. 90-odd thousand people at the MCG. The atmosphere looked fantastic. But Collingwood just too good for Carlton. So bad luck to Carlton. And good news for the Swans as well. Sydney Swans, 88. Iverson killed a 74. So the AFL ladder, the top eight after their... Regular season done and dusted. Geelong minor premiers on 72. Then Melbourne, 64. The Swans, 64. Collingwood, 64. That's your top four. Then outside of the top four, Fremantle on 62. Brisbane Lions on 60. Richmond on 54. And the Western Bulldogs on 48. Which means week one of the AFL finals will look like this. Reminder, obviously, as I said, they have next week off. So in two weeks' time, Thursday, the 1st of September, Brisbane will take on Richmond at the Gabba. That'll be a 7.20pm kickoff to that game. Then the Friday night, the Melbourne Demons will take on the Sydney Swans. That'll be at the MCG. That's a huge match at 7.50pm. That's a qualifying final. Then uh, on Saturday, uh, one qualifying final between Geelong and Collingwood at 4.35. And then um, Fremantle for the first Western Bulldogs in Perth at 6.20pm. That's an elimination final. So there you go, 0457-736-736 if you saw any of the AFL over the weekend or one 1170 Now, would you like the NRL to do what the AFL does and keep that or get keep the weekend, introduce the weekend off between the end of the season and um, into the final series? A lot of AFL fans got a couple of texts here saying um, that they should get rid of it. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. And just before a break, before we check some of the other headlines, EPL over the weekend, and we'll have a more comprehensive review with John Gallo tomorrow. Uh, but some interesting results. Tottenham won, and you would have heard this as well uh, throughout the weekend on SEN, including this morning. I woke up and heard the tail end of the Man City game. But yeah, Tottenham won, Wolves nil. Everton and Nottingham Forest had a one-all draw. Southampton, two, defeated Leicester City, one. Fulham, three, over Brentford, two. I watched Crystal Palace and Aston Villa yesterday morning. Crystal Palace, three, Aston Villa, one. It was a shock loss for Villa, but Crystal Palace were very, very good. Uh, Arsenal leading the way at the moment, 3-0 over Bournemouth. Very impressive. Brighton, two, West Ham, nil. And overnight, Leeds United, really big win for them over Chelsea. Leeds United, three, over Chelsea, nil. Chelsea having a player sent off, but still a really, really impressive win for Leeds United. And a draw between Newcastle and Man City. So well done to Newcastle. That would have been unexpected as well. Three all between Newcastle and Man City. Tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., it is Man United versus Liverpool. So very much looking forward to that. We'll be across that on air tomorrow morning. More of a comprehensive wrap, though, of the EPL, as I say, with John Gallo tomorrow morning. Uh, a few of you text here. We'll get to them after the break. Your biggest threats to the Penrith Panthers title this year. Would you like to see the NRL introduce a week off before the finals to get the players refreshed? And the best individual or team performance in rugby league that you've seen after some big score lines over the weekend? 0457. 736 736 or 1300-01-1170. Back with your texts and we'll check some of the other headlines of the day. It's 20 to 6.
Yeah, 16 to 6, 0457 Don't forget, if you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator or tiler, Beaumont Tiles wants to help you. Australia's biggest Beaumont Tiles, together with us, want to boost your business. Head to iCanWin.com.au and you could win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Connect with Beaumont Tiles and enter now at iCanWin.com.au. All right, to your texts at... 15 and a half to six. This one, and talking about uh, individual performances, great individual and team performance uh, performances after some of the results over the weekend. This from Jason. Uh, Ryan Pabenhausen once scored five tries in a game for the Melbourne Storm. Yes, I think I remember that. Looking forward to seeing him back next year, and we are missing him despite our good form. We have been playing. I have thought if perhaps he was playing, we would have been in better form. Well, uh, no doubt. I think if Pabenhausen was there, um, and look, they're playing well without him. But I think if he was there, they would be scared. They would definitely be my favourites alongside Penrith. Uh, no, Pappenhausen weakens them a bit, but they're still doing a pretty good job. That one from Jason. He also says, I think the NRL should test the week off. And if it works, keep it. If it doesn't work, get rid of it. Yeah, uh, floated that idea uh, just before the break about potentially doing what the AFL does and having that weekend off between the final round of the competition and the final series. Look, it could work. It'd probably be worthwhile for a lot of teams this year because effectively, as Yeovil Treatment pointed out on the text earlier, a lot of teams are playing dual die footy already. So it could work, but, you know, some years we've already got the top eight sorted. This year a bit different to um, a lot of other years. But would you like to see it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. This one from the Chook Man saying, Hi, Dan. Uh, what do the touch judges actually do? Uh, Rapana, uh, two-metre forward pass there. Ice must be painted on. Yes, it did look like it was forward, didn't it? But... Uh, they got away with that one. So uh, Canberra, that's all. It's all that counts. Unfortunately, Chook Man. At the end of the day, I know you're a Roosters fan. You'd have liked to see Newcastle win, but uh, unfortunately uh, for them, they didn't. And unfortunately for team fans of the Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Broncos, they didn't either. Uh, this one from Ray: o four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. Asking, is there any team that can beat Penrith? Who are the biggest threats to Penrith? Uh, Ray says Parramatta proof they can beat Penrith. Only team to do so. Yes. And I think Parramatta are quite capable of beating Penrith or beating Melbourne. My only thing is, can they do it for three or four weeks in a row? And look, Ray, personally, look, if they play that type of footy they did on Saturday, and if they get on a roll and their confidence is high, I I saw them a couple of months ago, they played a game against the Roosters at Combank Stadium. Um, And the Roosters... Weren't, probably arguably weren't playing as well as they are now, but they weren't in horrible form. Um, and the first half from the Parramatta Eels was one of the best first halves of football I've seen for a very long time. Parramatta were on fire. Um, and we've seen that against, as you rightly point out, we've seen that against Penrith. We've seen that against Melbourne. And I dare say the other probably thing to that as well, um, Ray, it's a good point, is that when Penrith and Melbourne go in, to play Parramatta, and at some stage, well, Melbourne played them in the last round, but at some stage in the finals, they may well meet if Parramatta can get that far. There would be a bit of nervousness. They'd be a bit anxious, I think, Penrith and Melbourne going into those kind of games, which they probably wouldn't usually be against any other team, but especially Penrith, knowing they had lost to Parramatta twice this year and have struggled with them over recent years. So, yeah, if Parramatta played Penrith in, the, in a finals game, I would not be rolling out... Parramatta, 
but they have to get there first. Thank you for the text, Ray. Good point. Uh, yeah, Parramatta uh, beating them twice as well, not just once. They beat them twice, albeit, yes, I know, Cleary was sent off. But even in that game, if you cast your mind back, Parramatta, before Cleary was sent off, were leading 12-0 and were looking like they were probably going to win the game anyway. Um, and this one as well. Hi, Dan. With the Dolphins coming in next season, this creates a buy for a team each round. The week off before the playoffs can't really work as it might mean a playoff team having a three-week break between their last regular season game and the playoff game. Well, yes, that's a very good point as well. Um, and that's my, probably my big thing about the AFL style where they don't have a buy, but where they are having weeks off. Um, and the top teams are only playing a handful of games in a month. I don't know. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Uh, I noticed Oliver Gildart just before a break. Uh, has, he's on loan from the West Tigers to the Sydney Roosters uh, at the moment. Actually played on Saturday night in that game. Um, however, he is happy. He wants to get an early release and is open to playing at the Roosters next year. Um he said, uh, I'd love to stay at the Roosters. I absolutely love it here. Uh, when asked about switching to the tricolours on a permanent basis. And he said, the standard is really high here. And it's only going to develop me as a player. And I feel like I'm settling a little bit. I'm still contracted to the Tigers for next season. But I'm not sure how things will work out. I've made some great bonds there. And it's hard not to want to go back and give everything with those lads as well. And I want to see them succeed. But he has said there is a sobering gap between the clubs on field and also off field. Interesting. Uh, interesting if the Roosters want him there long term as well, but interesting that he would like to stay at the Roosters. Um, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It is 10 to 6. Yeah, 6 to 6. Breakfast not too far away through SENQ 693 AM and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast with Pat and Hill. Scott Sattler will join them to review the weekend, plus Jockey Tegan Harrison. And through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy not too far away. We'll look back at the weekend of NRL. Matty Johns, Can Smith will join them after. 8 a.m. Now, David Warner's return to the BBL after an eight-year hiatus, which was announced over the weekend, is expected to result in more of Australia's stars becoming part of the stagnating T20 league in the coming seasons. It was a most welcome boost for the BBL to hear that uh, David Warner was going to play. The veteran left-hander signed a two-year deal with the Sydney Thunder with at least $70,000 a game as Cricket Australia tries to revive the competition, and they need to do so because it's been pretty disappointing over the past a few years. Um, hopefully, David Warner's signing for the Sydney Thunder will convince more Australian stars to take part over the course of the summer. Thank you for your company this morning. Been fun. Thank you for your texts. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am. We'll cross to America and speak to Chris Perkins and have a big review of the EPL with John Gallo. News next, then breakfast through SCD 1170am with Vossi and Brandy, SENQ 693am and SEN 1620am with Patton Hills. I'll see you tomorrow. 5am. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.